With this week's Press Lunch and Audio, you're going to hear first from outside linebacker Jimmy Gilbert, then running back Philip Lindsay, next head coach Mike McIntyre, and finally quarterback Sefo Lufau. For us, it's just been doing what we do every day, come out, bust our butts in practice, bust our butts in the weight room, running, conditioning, um, and just now we're just finally showing everyone else just what we've already seen, what we've been already been doing. It's just, it's just now being able to be put on display for everyone. So, Jimmy, how do you prepare for Stanford not knowing you know, Christian McCaffrey's availability? Um, you just prepare like he's going to play. You prepare for every contingency, whether he's playing or not. You practice full speed, act like he's, if he's playing, we'll be, be prepared. If he's not, so be it. But you just got to go in with the mentality that you're going to see him on the field and just got to be prepared uh, for what they do. Jimmy, can you talk a little bit about the player development at this program? You guys are all seniors, but you have gotten better each and every year. It seems like there's a lot of significant progress made in that department. Yeah, um, I mean, freshman year, everyone comes in, you're learning, learning the whole system, learning about the weight room, the rules, um, what to eat, how to build your body properly. And by your sophomore year, you're starting to take advantages of your opportunities, of the extra weight room, extra meals, and anything you can. And by the time you're like me, you're senior, you've gained this experience of you know what to do. You've had older guys who played here before you guide you and progress you through this whole experience. And... By the time you're at the top, you, it's just your job now to show the younger guys what to do, how to do it. I mean, when we go in the weight room, it's all business. Yes, we have fun. Yes, we joke, but it's still all business. When you go out to run in conditioning, it's all business and things like that. But at the same time, just having older men being able to teach the younger guys what to do, how to do it. And then ha when they become older, having them do the same, that's what we've been doing. That's what we've seen. I know you guys have bigger aspirations, but... How much would it mean to this program to you guys to make a bowl, to be bowl eligible for the first time since 2007? Um, that would mean the world. I mean, our goal is the Pac-12 championship, like everyone else in the Pac-12. Um, just a bowl game that would be nice, but that's not what we that's not what we want. That's below what we want. Our goals are to shoot for the stars, and if we reach them, that's 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 what we want. If not, we tried. So, Jimmy, you said you guys are preparing like uh, McCaffrey is going to play. Um, you know, obviously, he's still had a great season, but I think some defenses some defenses have found a little bit more success in finding ways to, to corral him at least a little bit. What are you guys seeing as ways that you can potentially limit him or or, or prepare for him? Um, the main thing is uh, stoutness within the front three. Um, our D tackles, D ends, nose guards they they do their job. We're gonna we're gonna be set. Uh, Stanford has a big O line, strong O line. Uh, we have big, strong guys too, and so if we can get, our, if our big guys do their jobs and play to their ability, then that allows room for everyone, our skilled players to make plays, and that's what we that's what we have to do. Jimmy, when you play these teams like Arizona State and Stanford teams that, like you've been here, have kind of had their way with the bus, do you enjoy it more when you show them what this is all about? Oh, yes, sir. Uh, winning's fun. Everyone wants to win. You can have fun when you're winning. It's not fun when you're losing. 
And so now that we've finally been able to pick it up and become get on that side of the program, it's, it's the game is so much more fun. It's so much better for us because now we can now we can relax. Now we can have fun. We not walk around with sticks up our butts trying to trying to play loose when we're so stressed on messing up in the game. And so like now that we can finally now that we're finally winning, it's kind of relaxing. You can actually just and sit there and enjoy the game and not just focus focus on one mistake that you do. It kind of just rolls off your back. Jimmy, pass rushing seems like sort of a, a contagious thing. When, when you guys have, now that you guys have started to have a lot of success in that regard, getting to the quarterback and, and getting pressure, does it start to feel kind of like, like a waterfall almost, like you guys are picking up that momentum and, and are able to pin your ears back a little bit? Uh, yes and no. Because us personally, I feel like we're not where we need to be with a pass rush. Um, there have been games where we haven't got a sack at all. There have been games where we've got to the quarterback, but yet he, the ball still gets, gets off. And so I just feel like there's still improvements that we need to make in, with the pass rush. And one thing Coach Mack has said was, we've accomplished a lot. We know where our goals are, but we've never arrived. So we still need to improve. We still need to increase our production in the, in the pass rush. Um, we are front three guys, they do a great job of collapsing the pocket, which allows the outside linebackers, the DBs that come on pressures, it really allows them to really maneuver, use their ability to work the edge. And if the quarterback <coughs> tries to bowl out, bail out, then they're able to corral it. If he steps up, we have our big D tackles on the inside ready to catch him too. Jimmy, two to three years ago, were you pretty confident that this kind of season was on the horizon? Yes, sir. Uh, I think everyone from my freshman class feel has that has stayed has felt this from the very beginning. Um, we felt we knew what we were able to accomplish here. We knew what we can do. Uh, we just had we just had to do it. And I feel like this year we finally started to step up and do it. Jimmy, we saw flashes on Saturday of the old Addison Gillum, the guy who we saw as a freshman around here running sideline to sideline making plays. How close is he to being the player he was as a freshman in your estimation? I don't know. I, I'm not Addison. I can't speak for him. Um, from what I've seen, um, he's been flying around, doing things phenomenally. He's reading, reading out, uh, making great hits on the quarterback, great hits on the running backs, making plays from sideline to sideline, like you said. And uh, that's Addison I knew, and that's Addison I know. So as far as I've seen, he's back. As far as I've seen, he's been able to do what he can, when he can, and that's what we love about him. He will always busts his butt. So even, even if he's hurt, you still see Addison running full speed nonstop, and so you can never really tell with him. Jimmy, practicing against your offense every day, when was sort of the first time that you, you kind of really got the inclination that this group was, was different just in terms of, of what they were able to do, their versatility, and the tempo with which they could play? Um, for about everyone on our offensive line, except for Jeremy Irwin, I've actually been practicing against for the last four years. So they all started out on scout team, and I played my freshman year, so I went up against them. And so just seeing the guys who are on the O-line get become more and more and more experienced from protecting, working on pass rushes against Chidera when he was here and when he was playing, to now they've, they've uh, gained experience extremely amount of a large amount of experience they've done a phenomenal job of just accepting coaching accepting 
what they can and can't do and working on it. And they're now they're more maneuverable, they're more mobile, they're more they're stronger, they're they're more experienced, and now you see them doing things that two three years ago you, I, I would be would be astonished to see them doing. And now I expect it. So they've they've made tremendous strides. Any more questions for Jimmy? All right, Philip Lindsay, Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Week. Questions for Philip? Was it a slow week? Is that why you were Pac-12 Player of the Week? Slow week. <laughs> now we had a great, great week of practice. <clears throat> uh, you know, a great game plan going into the game. Uh, it was a lot. You know, it was a, it was a big time focus uh, on the offensive part. You know, especially uh, after you know coming back. From the last against USC, we needed to really focus up, and I think we did that. Hey, Phil, growing up here, um, yeah. I guess, how well do you or did you know Christian McCaffrey? And with all the publicity he got, especially last year, yeah. um, do you relish the opportunities when you get to play against him and kind of, I, I know you're not going against him, but to kind of play in a game with him and match yourself up? I mean, um, you know, Christian and I, we know each other because, you know, of football. And then you, we, heard, we heard about each other for a long time, you know. And he did. He had a great year last year, you know. And, um, you know, it was hard to do what that man did, especially stay he as healthy as he did. So uh, really respect him for that. Uh, I mean, going into this game, you know, it's just focused on Colorado football. You know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have to uh, you know play ball. You know, so I don't I don't look at it as like you know going compete competing against you know somebody. I'm happy that he's representing for Colorado. So, uh, but you know, we just, I'm just focused on playing Colorado football. I know you guys have bigger aspirations than this, but uh, if you guys win on Saturday, you guys become bowl eligible for the first time since 2007. For this program, it hasn't been in so long. How much would that mean? Oh, that's that's gonna be a great feeling. It's gonna be a big impact on our uh, university, you know. So, um, you know, our goal is Pac-12 champs. So, uh, there's you know none none less than that. You know, the bowl game will come at you know as uh, as we continue to win games. So we just got to focus on ourselves, Colorado football. Philip, was there any kind of moment, whether it was in spring practice or in the fall? where you guys were kind of implementing some of the new elements to your offense that you started to get really excited about what this could do. Do you remember any kind of particular moment? I mean, that? definitely. Uh, you know, spring. You know, spring football, Coach Shev came in, and, you know, it was a different fast-paced offense. It was a different, you know, we had to get in shape. So going into spring, we, we kind of knew what we were in, in for. So we, we knew going into summertime that we are going to have to work hard in order to be in shape like we are today. Um, you know, it's just, it, it gives us a lot more options, you know, it, it, you know, the offense is, you know, a lot more spread out, you know, a lot more, you know, different lanes. You got people making big plays. Coach Shev, Coach Lincoln did a great job of coming, coming in and implementing what they wanted. And now we just got to go in there and execute, which we have so far. To follow up on that, what's, what's been your biggest change? Um, how did your role kind of change or what, what were the things that you had to adapt to or... I mean, just just uh, it was just the same, just different reads. I mean, you know, it did help that you know Coach Hagen did become our our running back coach. You know, he brought us, you know something different different to the table for us. They you know um, helped us helped us uh, get over the hump, which uh, I, I feel like we're, we're we're having success for success right now. Uh, I mean, just this this tempo of it and just diff reading different different gaps, different holes. Any more questions for Phil? 
Phil, for so, so for the first time since you've been here, you guys have been legit, you're legitimately in a conference race, a chance to play for a conference championship. Obviously, the more you win, the more the pressure ratchets up. But as Jimmy said earlier, the more you win, the more fun you have. Yeah. So how do you balance the fun of winning and the pressure of with each win? get closer and closer to an ultimate goal for everything that's coming. I mean, definitely you, when, when you're, you're winning and stuff, you, you have to learn how to practice while you're winning and, and, and having fun. And at the beginning, you know, we, we, we had a little success. We went to USC week and we weren't as focused because, you know, you, you, you're winning, you're hearing all of this, you know, we were ranked at the time, you know, all this uh, outdoor stuff coming in. But then you, we had to kind of get refocused. But... I mean, it's just, uh, it, it is fun, you know, but you have to also know that we're not where we want to be. And we've, we've worked so hard to get to where we are so far right now. Um, I mean, we, we've been here for, what, four years now? Four years, we've took, uh, you know, we've, we've been dominated by teams. We've won a couple games, but now we've got to stay consistent. And that's just about us being older and, and, and learning how to win and learning how to, you know, take take the, the good and continue to roll with it. Have fun, but understand, focus, stay focused, stay in your lane, and let's let's play Colorado football. I'm going to do the you know no have the SID ask a question, but uh, Phil, we all know that uh, coming out of high school at the ACL injury, and a lot of people backed off you. As of today, you are now ninth in all-purpose yards here at CU. Trailing these names: Rodney Stewart, Eric Bieniemy, Hugh Charles, Nelson Cruz, Byron White. Rochelle Troutman, Bobby Purify, and Rashawn Salam. What does that mean to you? Those are great running backs, and I just want to—I just want to continue to help my team win. Um, like I said, uh, you know, Coach Max is in the room right now, but he—he—he uh, he, he gave me my opportunity. He didn't have to, uh, you know, take me, especially with my knee being how it was, and especially as him coming in as a new head coach. But he—he uh, he came in and he honored, honored, you know, my scholarship and. He's been a father to all of us, all of us seniors and junior, rest of juniors that he's been here. So um, for that, I thank him. And, you know, I just want to – it's all about our team. So, uh, you know, all that is good, but it's about winning. It's about us continue to win. Any last questions? Bill, who has the best hair on the team? <coughs> the best hair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I get criticized all the time, you know. Uh, I mean, the best hair – I mean, I think Sam Crosshair has got some pretty nice hair. It's long. Addison, Addison Gillum got some nice hair. Uh, I mean, I'm up there. I'm probably number one, but. <laughs> does that help for Huh? Does that help prevent concussion? I mean, when I pick it out, it does. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys, man. Go Bucks. It was. Uh, Good to see Philip get the uh, Offensive Player of the Week. And then as I saw that, my heart sunk because the Defensive Player of the Week was Solomon Thomas. And the plays that he made as a three technique, watching the tape, um, extremely impressive um, for Stanford. He pretty much was a one-man wrecking crew in that game. Uh, Stanford's a very good football team. They've played, some, they've played a really tough schedule so far. And I've been impressed with, um, with what they are doing. You know, Coach Shaw does an excellent job with them. You know, they're big, powerful, um, you know, their, their best player um, didn't play last week and got beat up a little, beat up a little bit, I think, in the game before. Um, but uh, I imagine we'll see um, Christian, I would, I would expect we would. So they're a very, very good football team and, and uh, went, all, went to Notre Dame and won there without their best football player. I think that's pretty impressive.
So I'll take any questions at this time. Coach, obviously your, your goals are bigger than just getting to a bowl game. But now that you're just one game away from bowl eligibility, is that a carrot you can kind of dangle in front of your team? Uh, we're talking about Pac-12 championship, so every game matters. And, uh, and when, if we do that, um, then we'll, we'll get to bowl game too. So all we're talking about is trying to win a Pac-12 championship. And, um, you know, we kind of, in a little bit of a way, kind of control our own destiny in a way, so, uh, which is good. Coach, yourself and uh, the players seem to have done a really good job all season of, uh, with the one game at approach, one uh -huh. game at a time sort of approach. Does that become more challenging, more difficult to, to preach as, as the wins pile up and these games get bigger and bigger? Uh, it makes it easier to preach, to be honest with you. Uh, when you're winning and you know the next game's bigger, they get up for it. It's harder to preach when you're losing because, oh, you know, here we go again, so to speak, in a way. We, you know, you've got to get them up. You've got to find more motivation. I don't have to motivate them. They're going to play Stanford. They're in first place in the Pac-12 South, and they're rolling, and they want to keep doing that. So um, I, I do motivate them, but I don't have to do as much. Um, and they understand the importance. So when they come to practice and they watch film and they, they realize there's something on the line that hasn't ever been there before for them, um, that's exciting. And they're, they're excited when they come. Coach, out of curiosity, what is a guy like Alex, Alex Kelly brought to this team? Wow. Um, too long for me to sit here and say, to be honest with you. Uh, Alex is a, um, you know, he's a legacy, okay, and I, that's extremely important. Um, his dad loves this place. He loves this place. He's always wanted to be a buff. And you hear that all the time, but when you actually get to live it and do it, and, um, and he's been here through, you know, a lot of rough things, and his leadership on that football team, um, he's very well respected by his teammates. Um, he's really respected by the offensive linemen because he runs the show. And he's done an excellent job with us this year. Him and the quarterback are the key of us going fast. And he is able to get us up there, get, us, get the calls out quick, see it, go with it. And he's had excellent snaps, and, and that keeps the flow going. So, I, you know, Alex um, has played really well for us. But off the field, the type of person he is, the type of charisma he has, and he has that infectious love for CU. And I think that's extremely important, especially as we've been trying to build this and, uh, and we, as we keep building it. Um, he's a big, important part of that. Coach, Seppo is having uh, his best year and just came out that he was leading the country in adjusted completion percentage. But can you kind of just talk about who he is and maybe evaluate him compared to some other quarterbacks you've coached in the past? And qualities that he really has? Wow. Um, I've said a lot about Cepho over the years. The best thing I can say, I mean, I can say a million things about Cepho, and I'm not going to compare him to other quarterbacks I've had because I loved them all, um, and they all had different qualities. But Cepho would be the toughest. I've said that a lot, and I think you all see that. Um, and then the other thing is he's also extremely mentally tough. Um, and our team has caught up with Cepho. And um, that, and he just kept pushing and kept going and kept working. Yeah, he had some mistakes here and there. But now that we've got a really good football team all around him, now you can really see how good he is. And um, I think that's a mark of a person that he never gave up. He always had confidence. He didn't have a cocky confidence. He had a quiet what I call humble confidence, which is the best to have. And uh, he has done that, and the team has followed him.
Mike, when you, when you and Darren and Brian all got together and, and started talking about the offense this mm -hmm. year and, and building what you guys did, what, what did that process look like? How, I mean, what were the meetings like and how kind of long did it take to formulate what you guys wanted to, wanted to see out on the field? Well, um, I sat down with them and told them what I was looking for and understanding, and I wanted to mesh a couple things. And I wanted, I didn't want to, I wanted to tweak some of the things we were doing and, and still utilize a lot because I didn't want it to be a whole terminology change in which well, there was a little bit of terminology change, uh, but I wanted it to be something that was similar to what we were doing. But um, I guess the best word is to go from make it more extraordinary. <laughs> it was, you know, keep the ordinary the ordinary things we had in the, and then add a little extra to it without blowing the whole thing up. And that way I thought that our team would have experience, they would understand, we could communicate better, we could function better. Um, really a couple of the things that really helped us is how we practice. Y'all have heard me say that a lot. I knew exactly how I wanted to basically practice on defense. I had an idea on offense, but then I started realizing we need to be a little bit more efficient. I wanted to play a little bit faster than we were and have to be able to do that and then be able to execute a little bit better. And so we, we changed up a little bit how we practice, and Chev brought in some great ideas that they did at Texas Tech with the efficiency part of practice and execution, and we combined all of that. And then those two guys have worked together. It's always evolving. Um, and then, you know, Clayton Adams has done an excellent job because the offensive line has got to be on the right page. It doesn't matter what everybody else does. If they, and so he's done an excellent job meshing all that together. Um, so that's been good. And Darren Hagan has done an excellent job with the running backs. And um, Coach Bernardi's done a great job with our tight ends because now we're moving them more and putting them in the backfield. And that takes a lot of other expertise you got to work with. So it was all of those guys working together. Um, but our first meeting, couple meetings was, this is what I envisioned. Now y'all mesh it out. And then I came back with them. Here's what we're seeing. I said, okay, that's good. That's good. Okay, what about this? And then it just, and then we just kept evolving from there. And then just to follow up on that, uh, Philip talked about how part of the process, once you guys realized how much faster you wanted to go, was the conditioning aspect of summer. What were, what were kind of the, the guidelines or suggestions you guys gave them for the summer when you weren't able to be around them in terms of getting in shape? Well, the, the spring practice helped them a little bit of, with some of the things that we were doing to help us play a little bit faster. And then Coach Wilson did a great job of our, of our conditioning for that. And then as they practiced, and then really when we got into summer camp, we were really able to infiltrate that in the way we practiced and the way we did our team periods and the way we did our uh, individual periods and our group periods. Um, the way we handled that um, was all predicated on tempo. Mike? Playing Stanford is obviously a unique challenge in this conference because they kind of play football differently than most of the other teams. You talked about your team's mental toughness finally catching up with Seppo. I mean, that's what Stanford sort of builds itself on, toughness, mm -hmm. mental yeah, and exactly. toughness. So talk about the challenge of playing them and where you see this team at as a, as a team right. being ready to face yeah. that Yeah, they, had, they were um, you know, physically tougher than we were out there last year. And we played them hard for a while, and it kind of got away from us right at the end of the half. And uh, so you know, we have to be more physical than we were last year. We are a more physical team. Now, exactly what you said, mentally tough. We have to go in there and do that and stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with them. And, and uh, you know, we've got to – we can't just stand toe-to-toe. -to -toe. We have to excel what they do, ex surpass what they do um, to be able to win the football game. Um, and so that's a big challenge for us. Um, our guys do remember last year um, playing hard against them, but them kind of taking it to us for sure. And uh, so they've got to go in there with that mentality. All week we have to have that mentality. We are a tougher physical football team than we have been. 
and that's that's been a process. It did not just happen this year. We every year we kind of got a little bit better at it, a little bit better, and then it all kind of came to fruition this year with the maturity of the team and the guys that have played and understand it. Coach, uh, the player development in this program, that was one of the things that Todd Graham noted after the game uh, on Saturday was that the player development, it was the same guys. How crucial is it for this program that you continue to have that year in and year out? Well, it's extremely um, critical. You know, when you um, come to the program, when we came here, um, it, you're going to have to develop it. Um, you, we, were, we recruited extremely hard, and we recruited some really good football players, as you can see now. But when we signed them, everybody's like, who are those guys? And they had to get a little bit bigger, and they had to get a little bit stronger, and they had to play. So how we were with them every day in every facet um, is how you develop and build a program. Now we're fortunate. We're signing some guys that are a little bit more developed down the road. But you still have to do the same process, just the process should go a little quicker. Um, and, uh, and hopefully you, don't have to, you won't have to play as many young guys all at one time. You're just putting them in there at different places. And then for when you do that, um, you're reloading. You're not um, you know, totally rebuilding a program. And we, we shouldn't ever have to rebuild. We should just have to reload. How close is Addison Gillum to being the player he was in the freshman year? <laughs> wow. Um, he is right there. Yeah. He's right there now. Uh, you know, um, he uh, – oh, it's just been turmoil. That's just the best way to explain it. It's been turmoil for him. And uh, for, to see him walk – I might start crying. To see him walk through it like he has um, has been – Pretty inspirational, to say the least. And uh, the way he's played these last few games, um, I, when he hit Manny, I said, ooh, and then at the same time I'm going, I hope Manny's not hurt. I really did say that in my mind. And now that he's 230-something and he can run like he could before and he has that smile on his face and um, I always tease him about his hair flowing, but I love seeing that hair flow when he runs. <laughs> and uh, it's just been awesome. And the kids have rallied around him because they realize what he is. And they've seen him fight through all those things. And uh, it's been pretty, it's been really awesome. And it's been a great life lesson, not only for him, but for me, it's been a great life lesson for our team. And uh, um, I just hope and pray that he stays healthy and keeps playing because um, it's a lot of fun to watch him play, and he gets pure joy out of it. And so do I. <laughs> Let's follow up to that. How is he better than he was as a freshman? He is so much bigger. I mean, when you watch him take on linemen and stuff, before he could slip them, but if you ever had to face them up, you know, he would kind of get driven back. And also when he hits the running back, the running back doesn't fall forward. He falls the other way. And, uh, and he's able to make his impression. He could make all the tackles and run by people, but he would tackle them. Now he's hitting them, and there's a there's a you know there's a difference. There's a little bit of an intimidation factor there, um, and uh, so that's uh, his power is better. He's the same guy, but now he has more power. Is a game like Stanford sort of tailor made for that middle line? Yeah, I think <laughs> it's going to be a great game for him. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, I, I think he'll play well, um, and uh, he uh, should be very physical there and be able to do that. Mike, I got a question about recruiting, and I know you can't speak about. Yeah. Specific kids. Right. But 
But in your guys' situation here, here they call it the rise here at Colorado. Uh -huh. I think most of the schools that you recruit against have probably, to some degree, already risen. Yeah. They've arrived. Yeah, everyone wants to get better, but they've been to bowl games. They've maybe won some championships here and there. But with you guys, with this initial rise, you haven't been there yet. This, this program hasn't arrived. Is that a powerful message that you use on the recruiting trail? Does that resonate with young kids? Because I would think they want to be part of something special. Right. This is unique. Right. You know, there's a lot of different things you talk to about young people and their parents about um, our program, and you know, it boils down to what our our whole value system is. Is the first and foremost thing we talk about, and then um, then the football program of where it's headed. They see it, they feel it, they understand it. Um, is uh, extremely important. If if we weren't going in the right trajectory. Um, a lot of these young men that have committed to us now would not have. Um, and then, you know, also you add in the facilities. I call the facilities the icing on top of the cake. Um, and it, the f facilities are phenomenal. Um, and once they see everything and did that, it really helps. But I definitely um, them believing and also seeing that, you know, we feel like that we're going to, we don't feel like we know that we're going to be a top program in the country and be able to compete year in, year out. To have an opportunity to be a Pac-12 champion um, is where we're headed, and they see that. And we, we're five and two right now. We got a lot of big games ahead of us, and we need to finish a lot of those games. And I believe we will, and um, that will all help recruiting for sure. You just talk a little bit about your kicking situation. Mm -hmm. It's fluid. <laughs> it's the best thing I can tell you. Those young men are working hard. Um, like I said, they're all they're relatively young and kicking the field goals and the extra points and the pressure of that. And, uh, um, you know, so far, you know, it, it, it really hasn't hurt us. <laughs> it's not helped us all the time. It's helped us a few times. We'd like it to help us every game. Um, and they are, they've got good legs. They're working at it. They had a, a really good day today. And uh, um, the good thing about both those young men, they're, um, they're working extremely hard. And, I think they're, you know, both of them want to be the kicker all the time, but if one of them's not doing good, we can put the other one in. The other one's always performed. So that's a, that's a good thing. And uh, um, we'll just keep working at it as we go from there and, and um, see how it works out. You're looking forward to going back to the Bay Area. Is this your first trip back to uh, that area since you got here? No, we, we played Cal. I don't even want to talk about that game. So, uh, um, uh, but, uh, yeah, we always like going back to Bay Area, but it's really not a time to really – see friends and that type of thing. We won't have any time to really do that. Um, but uh, I, I know that there'll be – I've had a lot of texts and phone calls from a lot of my former players from San Jose State that will be in the stands and at the game and that type of thing. And uh, um, so after the game, I'll probably get to see a few of those guys before, before we get on the bus to, ha to head back. Um, but uh, um, that was a very special place in our family's lives for the three years we lived there. Philip was asked this, but who do you think has the best hair on the team? Who has the best hair on the team? Cepho. Well, worst yeah, hair. Cepho. You got the worst hair in your uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't uh, – no, I'm just teasing. I, I don't know who has the best hair on the team. Um, I know some of them they need to get haircuts. I know that. I tell them that all the time. Uh, so who has the worst hair on the team? Well, who most needs a haircut? Oh, shoot. Um, I don't know. I, I tease Moeller all the time because his hair just bushes out. But uh, – <laughs> Uh, they, uh, yeah, to, um, I don't know what it is about the hair hanging out the back of the helmets, but I guess Palomalo started all that.
I guess, back, but it kind of got going. The best hair on the hair team, everybody would say, is N.J. Fallows. You know, he could do the commercials. <laughs> There's no doubt. All right, thank you. Coach. All right, thank you. Thank you. So, without getting too like inside football, what is what is sort of the thing about this offense that, in the way that it's kind of changed, however however much, um, what is it about it that's made kind of your job as a quarterback a little bit easier? What what are some of the things that kind of have taken a little bit of pressure off you and, and made it look at times easy? I know it's not, but made it look that way. I think a lot of our plays look very similar to the defense, and sometimes it's us passing, and sometimes it's it's us running. And I think that keeps them off balance a lot and keeps them guessing. And the fact that we go at such a high tempo, you know, adds a little bit more stress to them, a little bit more pressure. And for us, we do it every day in practice, so it's not it's not anything crazy for us. We just get up on the ball and we we run the next play. But for them, even with the scout team, I think the team closest to being able to possibly replicate a fast tempo offense is Oregon and we've already played them and even their defense struggled against us and so I just think the tempo and plays looking the same to the defense but it being able to go either one way or the other just to keep them guessing. To follow up on that what is, you mentioned the tempo and what is the um, what, what are the biggest couple of keys that allow you guys because you said I mean everybody probably wants to go that fast you guys at times have wanted to what are the biggest keys that allow you to be able to I think obviously conditioning is, is one thing, but I think the biggest thing is knowing your job on each play so you can just go from play to play and not second-guess yourself. Because once, once you know what you're doing, you don't second-guess, you don't think about it, you just go out and you do it. And it doesn't matter what look they give you, whether it's man with a high safety or it's a straight zone across the board. You know, you know what you're going to do and your teammates know what you're doing and it just makes it a lot easier and you can go a lot faster as an offense. Zuffo Mike called you the toughest quarterback he's ever coached and said the team has finally caught up to your mental and physical toughness with Stanford on the horizon this week. They're a team that seems to challenge teams' toughness both <clears throat> mentally and physically. When you look in the eyes of your teammates and you look at this CU team, is this team equipped to match Stanford toughness and toughness? I think so. Yeah. We'll go out there and we'll test their toughness as well. You know, I don't think it's like in past years where we can't rely on our toughness or our guys up front. We've got a great front on offense. We've got a great front on defense. We feel like we match up very well against these guys, and it just comes down to each play. I don't think it's going to be a blowout in any direction. You know, I think it's going to be a very close game because it's two very good teams going against each other, and that's when it comes down to a couple plays here or there that make a difference in a game. And so we'll be ready to test our toughness, and I'm, I'm sure they'll test ours as well. <coughs> How are you better this season? You said you spent some time, you know, in the off season doing some specialized work, but it seems like not just you know maturity on the field, but your skills have come along. Do you feel that as well? I definitely think so, and I definitely think the biggest thing for me is confidence. You know, the confidence that um, my parents have put into me, coaches. You know, the training has helped a lot in terms of confidence as well, and just confidence in my ability to be able to go out there and make any throw, make any play. You know, I think that. The guys around me as well have helped a lot. You know, I can't go out there like I always say and then throw and catch and, and run. You know, they do a lot as well. And so 
I think it's just overall just confidence in myself and, and confidence in my teammates and my teammates just making plays, you know, when I don't always get the ball in the perfect spot for them. Stefo, this is the first time a lot of you guys, at least here in Colorado, well, this is the first time you guys have been in the thick of a conference race for a division championship and a first of a Pac-12 championship. So with each win, I guess the pressure mounts a little more and more, but as you're winning, obviously you guys are having a good time. What's the balance there between enjoying the wins and dealing with the pressure of being in a conference race, something you guys haven't really experienced before? I don't think with this team there is really a balance. Yeah, I think that for the most part, we enjoy the win, you know, the day that it happens and a little bit on Sunday because that's kind of our off day and a lot of guys just kind of relax and take their mind off football. And then when it hits Monday, you, you review the film, you see what you did wrong, and then you just move on to the next game. Especially in college football, there's so many quick games and quick successions that there's not much time for you to dwell on previous success. And I think that the really good teams don't dwell on past success. They you know, focus on the upcoming game at hand, and especially in the Pac-12 when you play so many great teams in a row. You always have to be ready for your next opponent. We've done a really good job of that this year. You know, I think that for the most part, after losing games and being able to bounce back and come back strong against other teams is, is really key for us and kind of really shows the maturity of the team. You've seen film from last week against Arizona State. You've seen film on Stanford. Complete this sentence. CU will beat Stanford on the road if... We're consistent, you know, especially on offense. You know, I think that it's easy to go out there and, yeah, if I remember correctly, I think last year we had one quick touchdown early on in the game, and then after that it was not very good. So I think being able to be consistent, and because especially in the ASU game, kind of at towards the middle, towards the end, we were going a lot of three and outs, or we were going down the field and not really scoring or putting points on the board, and that puts a lot of strain on the defense. You know, the defense really stepped up last game for us, but. To be able to be consistent and continuously put points on the board and not just field goals, to go out there and score points, I think is the biggest thing for the offense and for this team too, just to be consistent across the board and know your assignments and, and do your job. So you've gone against your secondary in practice for a number of years now. How much better are those guys technically and just as, as far as their ability to go out and, uh, and cover receivers one-on-one? -on -one? They're definitely a lot better. You know, sometimes, uh, most of the time this year, I have thought that they're better than some of the DBs that we've played, you know, on Saturdays. And that's always kind of how you want it. You want practice to be harder than the games so that the games just feel a lot easier. And so I, I've seen those guys grow a lot. You know, I've gone against them for a number of years now. You know, I've gone against Shield for four years now, Kello three years, you know, Foe only two years, but I've seen him grow a lot since he's been here. And so just to see those guys kind of grow up from freshmen and now seniors and to how much better they are. It's just a testament to how much we've grown as a team overall and how much we've grown in terms of depth as a team because one guy goes down, the next guy can just step up and play and we don't lose a beat. Stephen, we all know that Coach Matt said this a million times, when quarterbacks get too much of the credit and too much of the blame. And over the years, you've had your share of criticism from people, whomever, whether it's fair or unwarranted or not. On the field after the game, when you did that Pac-12 interview, and all the students were behind you and they were chanting your name as the guy was asking you the question. You had a huge smile on your face. Just talk about that moment, what it meant to you. It meant a lot. You know, it's a, just a testament to how hard the team's been working. You know, it's 
it's been a long road from freshman year when nobody would really be in the stands. I think that homecoming freshman year at the, the Buff Parade, there was about 100 people, and then there was a lot more people this year. It's just, it's just a different turn of events, and to be able to help kind of change the program and potentially continue to lead it upwards in, in the win column and, and success is just the hard work's paying off now. And it's not just me. You know, I'm just, you know, one piece of the puzzle. There's a lot more guys on this team that have, you know, put in a lot of work. And so just to see us finally having some success, you know, on the field, it, it means a lot to us as a team. Seth, was it nice to see that offensive line in front of you that's the same offensive line week to week rather than, you know, Definitely, you know, to be able to kind of have some consistency up front and not as many injuries as, as previous years definitely helps. You know, you definitely get a rhythm with those guys and you can make calls a little bit quicker. Guys kind of know what they're doing. And if I have to switch something at the line, then I can do it, you know, a split second faster and they'll, they'll quickly make their checks as well. And so it definitely helps. You know, it definitely helps the running backs as well, giving them a little more confidence on, you know, who's up front blocking for them. And as you can see, they they were pretty good last week for, you know, our running back, Phil. And so, you know, just hats off to them. They've played really well this year. You know, they've given me and Montez time to stand back there and throw. They've given the running backs a lot of lanes to run through. All right. Thank you, Sapa. Thanks, guys. Thank you.